Hey folks, if you've seen any of the great merch we have lately, we've got Witch Police shirts, we've got bags, we've got more gear on the way. That's all made by our friends at Divine Shirt Company. Whether it's screen printing or embroidery, heat press vinyl or graphic design, Divine Shirts is the place to go for your band merch. They've been doing some of the best stuff from the best bands in Winnipeg and beyond. And if you're looking to get some merch made, head over to divineshirtcompany.ca or follow them on Instagram and tell them which police radio sent you. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, I have a uh, re- repeat guest. I guess it's been maybe uh, a year, maybe just a little bit more since you were last on the show. Uh, yeah, it seems like a million years ago because, uh, you know, time does not exist anymore uh, in this <laughs> strange world we live in. But uh, I'm here on the internet with Sean Burns, who um, part of the reason I wanted to get you on the show is, like, A, you're making cool music. I want to talk to you about the music you're making. But mm-hmm. the other reason is because over the course of the pandemic, uh, you know, I've been doing two of these a week and talking to a lot of different people with a lot of different experiences being musicians in a pandemic. And in many cases, people are getting stuck. Like, they're not able to release new music. They're not sure what to do, how to do it. And you seem to have the opposite problem in that over this past year and a bit, you've released just this massive amount of music among other projects as well. So what has sort of been keeping you going throughout this this, this bizarre time we're all in? I think it's the same. There's definitely other people in the same boat as, as me sure. in that we're used to being away for so long and so often, you know, so maybe I'm gone like four to six months of the year. I'm not here. And so you have ideas that you want, you know, things you want to accomplish. And that's kind of what I've done the last year is to tackle these projects that, you know, is something that we've always talked about doing and kind of finally have the time to do it, you okay. know? Okay. So that's the, 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 the big difference here. So it obviously hasn't stifled your creativity. Yeah, no, man. Yeah, no. I mean, like, I'm trying hard to, 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 like, I, I feel like I need something to do all the time, and being on tour all, all, so often is like such a great distraction. There's something every day, and so at first, I think like a lot of us. I mean, you're like, what the hell's going on? How long is it going to be like this? And of course, stuck yeah. like this? And and there's no, I've you know, kind of take my cue from a lot of people that I admire. They're just like, they just feel it, like they have to do something. They're compelled to be creative. And like here I am, I might as well you know do put my best foot forward, you know, put something out, yeah. something tangible, you know, that's more than just like me sitting down here right now playing my guitar. Like, I kind of want to give some give something more, you know, more tangible to folks. Sure. Well, I think the last time I talked to you, you were on the verge of releasing that Bakersfield uh, record. Yeah. And it's that again seems like a million years ago because you've <laughs> how much content have you put out? How many albums have you actually done in the time since then? In June, I put out this like the solo record for you know, uh, and then in September we did the truck put out the trucking record with right. Lost Country, and then I did a, a lot of work on the Times Changed compilation that came out in December, and uh, and we've got this live thing coming out on Friday. And you have a documentary think, that got yeah. made too, right? Oh yeah, and the, <laughs> the honky tonkumentary came out in December. So it's kind of like every few months is like you know here's a new thing instead of like and I'm not knocking uh, anyone that's that's doing live stream stuff from their house. Of in, course, in an effort to like you know stay connected and and you know you people forget about you. But like for me, it's like if I can do something you know every few months that like I can really stand behind and and uh, we'll have some legs for a long time. You know that's kind of been the been the thinking and it's been been you know challenging. 
Uh, but it's been fun to do those things. Like, you know, we talked about making this trucking record for, forever. It's like, when are we going to get the chance? Or everyone's home. And then we had a good reason to do it as well. You know, we yeah. gave all the money to the times changed. So, yeah. So, I mean, uh, uh, I, I, I appreciate the... Uh, you know the praise for the for the amount of work but uh, i feel like i just i got to do something well i think i think that's a good attitude to have otherwise you don't want to just like kind of uh sort of sit here uh lamenting the situation you're in right and i think that yeah. that depending on people's life situations and stuff too it it's kind of hard not to at, at times right because you're you can't play shows you can't go to shows you can't probably even be in the same room with a lot of your band members i mean it's just such a strange uh and ongoing and <laughs> seemingly never-ending situation, yeah. right? Um, yeah, we had a little... Oh, go, ahead. Go, ahead. go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, okay. we, had, we had the reprieve of the summer, which was really nice for us here in Manitoba. And you know, we got to play, I don't know, probably played about 15 shows in the summer, and most of them with the band, and that was great. But yeah, we're back to like... You know, I take a, I go for walks with one of the guys in the band you know, pretty often, and you know, kind of see the see the drummer at a distance. And, yeah. But it's not the same, you know? It's yeah, It'll be nice when we can safely get back to it, you know? Yeah. Well, I think that's something you mentioned earlier, too, about, about you know, th- that compilation and, and, and raising funds uh, uh, for Times Change. That's obvi- Times Change is obviously a big part of what you do. I mean, just mm-hmm. looking at the projects you've done over this time period, there's that project. There is, uh, you know, you've done, you've, done, you've done live streams from there. You have uh, yep. this new album was recorded there, right? So what, what, what is your connection to that club? I mean, I know it has a very kind of uh, uh, important place in Winnipeg's music scene, especially for country and roots and, and folk and, and that whole sort of umbrella of genres. But what is your connection to it and why is it so important to you i think it's a it's kind of a it's kind of a one-of-a-kind place I, I think for me in canada and you know i didn't grow up here in winnipeg and when i start touring started touring it was 2010 it was kind of like you know the older my older friends or the older guys that have been on the road were kind of like you know you always want to play like the the, the best place for your music in the town or the yeah. coolest place you know it's like the times change was always like i never got booked at times changed when i was touring through my early years and, but it was such a great vibe and it's like the kind of the place where you want to play for the you know the, the the for the most part the audience there is like respectful of the music and there for the music and and want to hear what you have to offer yeah yeah so it's like you know it was like the pinnacle of the dive bar like 100 seat venue or whatever and uh and then once we start playing there it's just you, there's 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 a real vibe in that old room man and it sounds great and it feels great and people really care about one another and they care about the music so that's kind of how it started for me. And then, uh, I mean, a few years, maybe three or four years ago, I started working there. You know, like all of us who were working there at the time were either musicians on the road or married to touring musicians. Yeah, sure, so sure. A nice little community family there, you know? So it just, and the amount of bands that came through and working sound or working the door, it's just, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a, it's a really great place. I feel like there's a lot of places similar to the times changed in the vibe and size in the United States. Yeah. But there's not, there's not like that in Canada, I don't think. Not that I've seen. Well, it's such a standby uh, of Winnipeg too. It's it's been there for I mean, under various guises, it's been there for for a really long time, and it's it's always yeah. had this kind of focus on on this sort of quirky, rootsy sort of sound and and, and community and people. I mean, I, I haven't been there nearly as much as I'd like to. I've definitely seen shows there plenty of times yeah. over the years, but it does feel like every time I've been to a show there, it feels like at least half the audience is regulars is people who mm-hmm. are so like, you know, uh, intimately familiar with everyone who works there and the venue and the artists. And, and there definitely seems like, Oh, this is a cool community. I, I almost wish I was part of it. You know, like it, it's, it seems very tight. Yeah. It's got that. And, and, uh, I forget what I was going to say. I'm sorry, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh yeah. It's the kind of place where you go and you, if you don't go often or you don't know who the band is, it's like, you can kind of trust that whoever it is, is yeah. going to be good. 
Yeah, you for know, sure. The, for the sure. Music, the band will be good or there'll be some reason that they're there. And and that's like a dependability, reliability that you don't get in a lot of music venues, you know? It, it kind of has that vibe, you know, to, to compare it to a completely different genre uh, of the Albert back in like the, you know, the late 90s, mid 90s, where you knew there'd be, you know, you go any show up any night, there's a punk band and you probably know yeah. 10 people in the audience and you maybe even know people in the bands. And, you know, I, I would do that often. Just let's go to the Albert. Who's playing? It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, I, I, exactly, I feel like yeah. I feel like time changes the uh, maybe the acoustic version of that. You know. <laughs> yeah. So you go there. You, you, yeah. I'll know someone there for sure. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know where my friends are tonight, but I know there's a bunch of them that are going to be there watching the band or in the band. Yeah, know? definitely. Yeah. What's the backstory of this new record then? When was it actually recorded? On September fifteenth. So uh, the last night, the tam- times change was open to the public was Sunday, March fifteenth. So coming up on a year ago. Well, really weird night it was a sunday night big day there wasn't many people there everyone was freaked out and we left thinking like okay we'll see you in two weeks once yeah. once we flatten this curve we'll see you in a couple of weeks and it kind of kept going and then uh, and then we kind of paired up with the beer can got lucky to have a summer you know all of us forked to the club worked at the beer can yeah and then we put out the trucking record and john skulls the owner of the club was like you guys need to play here we need to do a show and do a limited limited capacity and then, and we before we played, he ended up booking a bunch of shows. Like he was gonna book, I don't know, a few a month. So he had booked a handful of shows for the fall. And I, but we didn't know if that was gonna really happen. You know, it was a, the imminent closure. You know. Yeah. So I had the idea, like we're gonna go do this truck and release show. We'll do like a real tight two set show, like, and uh, I'll have the whole night filmed, and we'll record everything. Just in case, you know, to sort of document that night as it's so it's still the one off. So the honky tonkumentary was came out in December, which is highlights that whole evening. And then I picked 10 songs. There's three full songs in the in the film. And so we picked 10 for this CD. And uh, again, a few months after the fact, it's like we might as well put this out. Like, you know, it's like it's not a conventional uh, recording or like, hey, we're going to go to the club or go to the theater and make this live album and make sure it's really, really good. It's like there's there's bumps and bruises on this record. It's there's nervous energy. It was really strange to be in there with only 40 people and all this these rules. It's like it's it's the kind of place where you're falling into each other you know drunk or not you yeah, know yeah and so it was a different rigid vibe but uh it was you know the crowd was great man it was a really great night and i'm glad that we did that so for me it's like don't you know we bring some attention to to what's there and what hopefully will return so mm-hmm. that's kind of the genesis of the project you know and uh just i think it's i i'm really happy that we did that that we documented the whole affair <laughs> Wasted days and wasted nights I've left behind For you to belong to me Yeah, your heart belongs To somebody else Why should I keep loving you?
that it's not just any old live record too right I mean it's a live record like you're saying that has that significance as being that particular show in this crazy time and hopefully nothing like this happens again like hopefully you've captured a moment in time that that we can all forget about but still go back and listen to you know (laughs) yeah and relive that and that's so I've sort of been labeling it as like the official soundtrack to the honky documentary film and it's just kind of a you know the blown up version of it and uh, and, you know we released a couple of them just digitally so far but we've got some CDs for this one again. It's like the significance of the one-off is still there. Mm-hmm. So, and I know, you know, I'm one who like, and you are too, man, am, based yeah. on 
you like a hard copy, pro, you know. Product. I love a hard copy. Yeah, you need to get yeah, one of those. And yeah, me too. yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of what we're counting on is that some people will want it, and and uh, it's been response has been good so far. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad glad you did that. I mean, I think that like it, like we we're saying before too, it's, it's so hard to actually do something completely new because people can't get in a room with each other, and and you you can't do the band thing necessarily yeah. unless you're doing some kind of remote deal which which i know mm-hmm. i know people are making that work and it's it's cool that you know people are being creative but this is like a full-on live set with the band that that kind of is a rarity at this point you know in in 2020 2021 yeah i mean the 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 solo record i put out in june i did everything right here where i'm sitting yeah and everyone else sent their parts in and we kind of built up like that and it's still pretty stripped down it's not there's no drums on the thing but it's like we still built it like that and that's kind of fun to do and I do like records like that, but you cannot replace like the the energy of people, people like having a conversation through music together. And yeah. so the Lost Country records are all done like that, like us playing together. And so it's kind of, you know, it's kind of also a nice snapshot. Like this is what the band sounded like in 2020 and and who, who knows what's what happens next, you know? Yeah. Well, hopefully good things, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no one knows at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And we've been working on stuff too, like the last six months kind of remotely, like, like, okay. you know, like, so, you know, maybe uh, by the time we can be together, we can do something together. Well, just to jump back a bit uh, to the trucking yeah. record. Cause I, I feel like, I mean, that thing's been out for a while. Again, my timeline is completely screwed up with everything because it seems like it either came out last year or 10 years ago. I don't even know yeah. anymore, but I mean, yeah. I don't think I've actually talked to you about it uh, in any kind of great detail. Um, that's a, that's a theme record, just like the Bakersfield oh, yeah. one was. And I mean, mm-hmm. so what was the uh, story behind that? Because that's, that, that's a very specific uh, theme. And I mean, it's more, even more than the previous one in the sense that, you know, this is like trucking songs are, it's a niche. It's a very, very a niche within oh, yeah. a niche within yeah. a niche, right? So wh- yeah. why trucking songs? What was the genesis of that? Uh, trucking songs have always played a huge role in the live show. So okay. that at least, at least one, but I like, you know, but usually at least two or three per set, uh, like hard trucking songs. And it is such a niche thing of country music. And it's, you know, I think maybe uh, there's some like a little bit of a cheese element to some of them, but but the early era stuff that it's just music that we really love. And it was one of those things, those theme records. I always said that like, uh, like any respectable traditional honky tonk country music band, especially of the of the 60s era, all those singers had theme records. They mm-hmm. had like a, a record about drinking songs and then a trucking record, a duet record, a tribute record to like one dedicated artist. They have a gospel album, you know, so they have all the check all these boxes and that sort of disappeared over the years. And, uh, and it's one of those things. It was like, well, it's, Lost Country is going to be a band like this. This is, we need to have these things. And the trucking records seem to work out perfectly. It's like that sort of like a gritty honky tonk music that do- goes over so well. At times changed, yeah. which is where we're at most of the time, and they're a big part of the set. So let's get them down and, and do it. If it was if there was ever going to be a, a record, we were going to give all the money to the times changed. It was going to be like a trucking record, or, you know, makes sense, something for sure. like that. Yeah. When I was out on the West Coast Trying to make a buck And things didn't work out I was down on my luck Got tired of roaming Bumming around So I started thumbing back east Toward my hometown Made a lot of miles the first two days I figured I'd be home in a week My luck held out this way But the third night I got stranded way out of town 
whole lonely crossroads, rain was pouring down. But I was hungry, freezing, I don't call a chill. When the lights of a big semi topped the hill, Lord, I sure was glad to hear them air brakes come on. And I climbed into that cab where I knew it'd be warm. At the wheel sat a big man. Well, he must have weighed about 210. He stuck his hand out with a grin. Said, Big Joe's name. I told him mine. Said, The name of my rig is Phantom 309. But I asked him why he called his rig such a name. He said, Son, this old Mac can put them all to shame. But there ain't a driver or a rig or running on any line that's seen nothing but the taillights from Phantom 309. Well, we rode and talked the better part of the night. And the lights of a truck stop came into sight. Said, I'm sorry, son. This is just as far as you go. Because I got to be making a turn just up the road. Well, he tossed me a dime as he pulled her in low. He said, go have yourself a hot cup on old Big Joe. When Joe and his rig roared out into the night, in nothing flat, he was clean out of sight. Well, I went inside and ordered me up a cup. I told the waiter... Joe was setting this boy up. Oh, you could have heard a pin drop. It got deathly quiet. And the waiter's face turned kind of white. Well, did I say something wrong? I said with a halfway grin. He said, no. This happens every now and then. Every driver in here knew Big Joe. But son, let me tell you what happened. Ten years ago At the crossroads Where you flagged them down There was a busload of kids Coming from town And they were right in the middle When Big Joe topped the hill It could have been slaughter But he turned his wheel Well Joe lost control He went to his skid And he gave his life To save that bunch of kids and there at the crossroads was the end of the line For Big Joe and Phantom 309 But every now and then some hiker will come by And like you, Big Joe will give him a ride Here, have another cup, forget about the dime Keep it as a souvenir From Big Joe and Phantom 309. Thank you. Thank you very much, folks. Do you think that your kind of um, interest in, in doing these theme records and just kind of knowledge of these niche subgenres is uh-huh. in part due to doing the radio show? Because, I mean, you oh, obviously yeah. like listen to a very um, deep amount of country music, more than I think even the average country player, in the sense that sure. you're, you're digging up all this stuff. Um, week after week, right? So 
well, I guess, like, how did you get into the, the kind of uh, crate digging aspect of country? Because it's very easy to be a casual country fan. Obviously, mm-hmm. you play the music, you're you're more into it. But even still, I mean, you, you kind of go to the next level, right? Oh, big time. And uh, so I started hosting Boots and Saddle in December of 2016. And I okay. fancied myself to like, I knew about country music, you know. And I did know more than, you know, some of the people that still play with me. But uh, but not to the degree that that is you know that is there, and yeah. so I, I just kind of kept you know finding more stuff, found some other shows that I and people I really respected, and they were digging. They had all these great you know old songs and doing. I do a lot of research because I like to give some backstory to the material, and then uh, and then it always just kind of takes you down another path, you know. Sure. And so hosting the show and trying to trying to like be entertaining with the program and play stuff that you may haven't heard. Uh, it was, yeah, it's boots and saddle hosting the show, like trying to make that show really good has been responsible for me finding a lot of stuff that I didn't know about before. Do you have uh, designs on making more themed records like that? Yeah. Like I definitely, we definitely, I don't drink anymore. It's been a few years, but I still want to make a, a record of like, of the, the sort of the, drinking songs well, you there's know? a lot of them that's to a, choose from yeah. a lot of them in country music and like some of them are so subtle uh and uh so i'd like to do that i would like to do uh some of my favorite records 70s 80s country records were these duet records like merle haggard did duet record with george jones and right. of course wayne and willie and willie and ray price all these guys so uh, andrew neville and i had talked about doing that before uh, just the two of us with maybe my band and uh, and I'd like to do like a full tribute record to one artist. That's the Bakersfield cool. thing is cool. It's kind of spread. So I mean, these are like, you know, obviously sort of passion projects, you know, but I think it's realistic that we could accomplish a few of those. I would also still like, and I got into the Christmas thing. I did a Christmas episode of Boots and Saddle yeah. and so hard. Couldn't believe it. I was like every friggin' country singer in the, in the sixties and seventies had a country like a christmas record at least one probably right got it yeah and some of them too it was like we got to do that so i'd like to do all that stuff before that though i'd like to put out a couple like a, a couple records of, of original material yeah yeah well yeah. i mean i guess those those things are not really time sensitive right the, the theme Mm-mm. ones because you can just pull them out whenever you anytime yeah, yeah. Uh, just just for my own interest and kind of nerdiness I, I wanted to ask you about ray price because i love ray price and i know that whenever i've posted anything ray price related on social media you've always commented like in detail and i, I mm-hmm. definitely appreciate that I, I don't really know a lot of people who who actively listen to his stuff i got into him when i kind of inherited a bunch of records from my grandfather when he died uh mm-hmm. you know maybe uh five or six years ago now and i just like i fell in love with it the guy's voice is unbelievable so what how, what was your intro to that guy because he's he's something for sure like yeah, uh, he was a he was a, a guy that I knew was just a country singer from the old days when I was a kid, and uh, there was a greatest hits CD my dad had, I think, and uh, and so I was familiar with the hits, yeah, the early hits, and then uh, and then again hosting Boots and Saddle and like oh yeah Ray Price, and then you find all this other stuff, and so there's a couple of early era records that I just like blew me away. Nightlife is you know like. Uh, it just creates such a vibe and it's the kind of record you listen to from top to bottom and like forget about time, you know, and I have yeah. a few records like that, not all country music, but a few records like that where I just put them on and listen to them front to back. Uh, and I just think he's such a great singer. Ray Price. Yeah, his voice and is unbelievable. Did, uh, like, hardcore honky tonk thing. And then he did a little bit more like, uh, you know, less bar room, you know, more sort of classy, but still hard country music. And then kind of this countropolitan thing where mm. it got real and he was crossing over into the pop charts and i don't really love the way those records sound but there's still country songs underneath there and still like the best singer that ever lived singing them <laughs> yeah. to me so i just i'm a huge huge fan of him that's awesome well yeah there's that whole i mean i think that it's country is such a 
saying you like country music is such a vague term because there, there, like you've just said, there's so many different different ways it's split up and different genres that have kind of birthed out of the original thing. And, and so, I mean, like, how much of that do you try to cover over the amount of songs you're choosing? Like for the trucking record, for example, right? You got decades uh-huh. and decades of material to choose from because, like yeah. you said, trucking songs are a big part of country music, and there's so many different styles that kind of fit through it throughout that, right? Like the Bakersfield thing is a little different because you're focusing on a specific era and, and location and all that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, trucking songs, drinking songs. How do you decide? How do you decide which ones to put in there? And are you looking for a certain style within that kind of? genre of of songwriting yeah definitely so there was a few that we had been doing for years as a band already so that was kind of a no-brainer like we do truck and record we're definitely going to play this one and this one and this one and then you know and then one of neville's tunes which we recorded before and one of my songs which we recorded before is like we'll throw those in and then i sort of asked around i asked andrew neville i asked dan teeson from the jake breaks these guys really know the truck and stuff like Mm -hmm. deep so i was like hey if i was going to do a truck and record like what songs should i do so they both gave me lists I talked to the band and then the band had some suggestions as well. And so we just kind of hashed it out through there and settled on 13, 13 of them. And it was like, definitely want to have those like up tempo in your face ones that are like maybe a little too fast. Yeah. And then have, have like the, uh, you know, like keep on trucking like seventies sort of radio truck driving thing. And then something like Phantom 309 where it's just like a narration for three minutes like, yeah. to have that sort of spoken narrated song was definitely something we needed to include if we we're going to do it right at least we thought so so cool yeah and i'm we we're happy with the way it turned out and it's like same thing man it's just that's the band that's how the band sounds we played those songs live together and uh and it's like the energy and the raw energy of the of the trucking sound so you know focusing for sure like you know mid to late 60s truck driving stuff yeah but the thing kind of went on and it kind of got beaten to death and a little overdone sometimes a little cheesy but uh but you know that's part of it yeah that goes goes with the territory right yeah definitely so you know we just like we gotta own it you know (laughs) (laughs) and so we did of your heart they'll never mend And my love for you will always be pretend I said now baby please don't play Please don't play with 
Obviously, I don't know. You don't know. No one knows when the pandemic's going to end, if it ends, or what's going to happen here. But what kind of is you know? You have this record, the the one that was recorded at the Times, that's coming out. When's it coming out? What's the date of the Friday, release? March fifth? Okay, perfect. So by the time this comes out, it'll already be available, which is great. Perfect. So, um, aside from that, what's next for you? I mean, we're. I, I'm assuming. I figure it's safe to assume that this is still going to go on for a few more months, at least. Uh, you know, a number of months. So, what's yeah. kind of in the cards now? Now you have this record. You can't really promote it by playing shows because there are no shows. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know it's tied to that documentary and, and, and to that venue and, and that time and place, but what's next on the plate for you? I mean, as far as, like, uh, this live record, I mean, it'll come out Friday and then, you know, uh, maybe for a month there'll be some light fanfare and then it'll disappear. And yeah. uh, and we can't all get together and, and even, like, live stream at the club right now. Like, even, I don't know, you know, I don't know if John would be okay with it or I don't know if we could fit that many people in and, and do it right. Like, you know, do, make it look and sound good. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. We're like, I'm work, working on a whole bunch of new tunes. So, I mean, I guess, I don't know if we talked about this last time I was on, like I was fixing to go to Texas last April and make a record. Okay. And of course that didn't happen. For sure. Yeah. So I've got all that material and I'm still going to do that at some point. But until then it's like, I've started working on all these other tunes and uh, and working on other music. And Grant Siemens, who's playing guitar with me as often as I can have him, uh, him and I have been working on stuff a lot. So oh, cool. hopefully, uh, you know, coming close to having like a full respectable record worth of material. So I would like to sort of assemble the band in the spring if we can and, and record somewhere where we can be, you know, spread out and everyone's comfortable and safe and we're not breaking any rules and record a sort of a different sounding record than what we've been doing, you know, kind of in between the solo record and the lost country record, you know, okay. a little bit, more, a little bit more low key kind of thing, I, I think. Um, so we, I'm hoping to be able to do that this year. And then if once, if, if we can do that, then there'd be like something there that's the, you know, something to, okay, what's the next thing to accomplish and the next thing. And then we can maybe put that thing out before the end of the year. Yeah. That would be a perfect world for me because I, I don't think there's any like any way that we're gonna if we can have a summer like we did last year that'd be great but it I think would be that's the but most it's... we can hope for you know yeah at this point yeah for sure unless something drastically changes here, yeah 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 and if I'm gonna be stuck here um I ha- you know I'm gonna be working on stuff you know <laughs> it's like yeah. I, I need to do something and part of like releasing things and is 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 part of like still feeling connected and and still offering something to someone and it's like. 
our, our record is great in your car and it's if you're having a shitty day it's it's nice in your house it's like we're not commanding any kind of attention with uh introspective lyrics and stuff you know it's like yeah. we're just here here just let's have 30 minutes of a good time and i think that's a valuable th- service that we can offer and uh and then maybe this next record is touch on a little bit more uh you know autobiographical themes or, or something a little more little, you know a little different uh don't want to do the same thing over and over again you of know? course yeah even you know so yeah yeah no th- like i said this will be out by the time this podcast comes out that the record will already be released which is great timing um so awesome. where can people find it how, do, how does someone get their hands on a copy or get a digital copy of this new album they can go to seanburns.bandcamp.com and that's where i've been running the pre-order cds there and uh and the digital sales and and uh, you can buy all of the merch there too yeah all the, all the hard copy stuff is available there so that's the spot these days Bandcamp's been so great the last year for folks like me you they know have, yeah and it's really inspired a lot of creativity, these Bandcamp Fridays, man. It's like people are, oh, I'll do something. And, you know, I don't know, maybe 100 people buy it. Maybe 10 people buy it. It's like, hopefully they dig it and you've done something. You've, like, offered something, you yeah. know? Yeah. And then, I mean, I guess, like, obviously people aren't going to record stores or anything right now either. <laughs> but Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I guess the internet is basically the place to get it at this point, right? It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everyone's just trying to figure out how to do things now. Yeah. How, yeah, you know, just just relearn. It's like learning to walk How, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're just gonna make music and put it out. Cool. And then if people want to dig back into the catalog, like, like you said, all the the hard copies and stuff are there. The merch on the Bandcamp, on the Bandcamp page. Yeah. Is there another source you'd send people to as far as finding out information about potential upcoming shows? Maybe they hear this six months down the line and want to yeah. know what you're doing then. Uh, SeanBurns.ca is pretty good, and there's a store there to buy merch as well and, and buy music and. uh and Boots and Saddle, the show yep. that I host on CKUW, that's also available like on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all that stuff too. And I and I, I don't talk too much about myself there, but I usually mention you know what's going on. You play good stuff too. It's like, it's a really good show. Like I mean, I, I, thanks, man. I have definitely learned a lot of artists that are new to me just from like checking out who is on the, the list on a certain episode. Yeah. I don't necessarily oh, know what I'm listening to, but like, oh, this is cool. And then I got to make a note to go back and check who you played. Yeah, but tons yeah, of, yeah. yeah, there's tons of people out there just like me that are making traditional sound and country music. And it's just a matter of finding them. There's a couple shows that I lean on pretty hard. Uh, on Wednesdays, there's two different shows that are like one's playing only new music and one plays mostly sort of off cut stuff. So I kind of I borrow a lot from those two guys. We got a nice little group nice. going on. Yeah. I couldn't sleep last night, just woke the floor. I don't know. Stand this anymore. Lonely over time since I lost you. I receive your invitation to the blue.
And thanks to you The sun will never shine I walk the floor So much wore out my shoes I received your invitation To the folks.